Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And we talk about stuff, right? That's what we do. <laughs> um, talk, debate, go off on tangents. Usually tangents. I'd say half of what we're going to do is going to be a tangent that has no relation to what we're really talking about. Or, I mean, it does in our mind, but not to most people who have normal ways of thinking. Uh, but what is normal? That Normal is relative, right? Well, my relative is... Not named normal, but... No. Which which relative is that? Abnormal. Ab, Abby something. Abby. Right? Yeah. I know Abby. <laughs> See? Here we go. <laughs> so what Chuck, Chuck and I generally do, we've been focusing so much, or focusing mostly on the, the series The Chosen, and we're now up to the fifth episode of The Chosen that just dropped recently, and... Season I, two. Yeah. Fifth episode of season two. Um, but if you don't really know what we do... You know, we generally talk about movies and TV shows whoa, 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 and everything whoa. else, but... If you don't know what we do, listen to last week's episode and we'll <laughs> tell you all about it. Yeah, and, and the one before it and the one before that. So if, you, if you're just jumping in now, you've got some stuff to catch up to. So, um, But we're going to talk about stuff here. So um, if you haven't seen The Chosen yet, you really shouldn't be listening to us right now um, because we're going to give it all away. Um, but... I suggest if you're just hopping on and you've listened to some of the other podcasts we've done and you're like, oh, what's this Chosen all about? Go to the first episode of The Chosen, watch it first, and then listen to our podcast that's talking about Chosen Episode 1. And then watch Uh, Episode 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, And then the podcast, Episode (laughs) 3, then the podcast, and so on and so forth. So forth, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of Episode 3, every time we say, now we're talking about Episode 5, you're like, ah, Empire Strikes Back. Well, just to get on that point... um, I've been sort of plowing through more of the Clone Wars. It's getting really cool. How do you... See, I got through the first, like, four or five episodes. Mm. I'm in season three right now. I'm halfway through season three, oh. and it's, it's actually really cool. It's, it fills in a lot of gaps, mm. and you can see, like, Were their ages. Were the Clone Wars and... really that long, though? Yeah. But it's not it's not just focused on the clones. It's it there's a lot of stories that are happening at the same time. Well, I realize it focus it's it's a time frame where they focus more on the relationship building between Obi-Wan and not necessarily. No. Well, you, you the main characters are you're going to see Obi-Wan with um Anakin and then Yoda along with everything else other Jedi that are coming in. There there are episodes <clears throat> that are that are focused on different people so it's not like it's not like the main characters are always the main characters they have different focuses so sometimes it's Anakin and Ahsoka sometimes it's Anakin and Obi-Wan sometimes it's just it's Anakin and Padme sometimes it's Padme and a bunch of senators and Anakin might pop in for a moment sometimes it's just R2-D2 and C-3PO like each episode kind of has its different focus but they're all kind of happening at the same time so you never see everybody in the same place is, is Jar Jar in it? yes Jar Jar Binks shows up in oh. it God, um, you know, Jabba the Hut, Sai Snoodle was in was in the the recent one I watched, and that was actually pretty cool because Jabba was involved. And anyway, is the um, Emperor in it? Yeah, of course. Well, Palpatine. Senator yeah. Palpatine. He's there, but every now and again you see you get the hood on. He's just like, "Go ahead, Dooku." Yeah, because this know? is this is, I mean, the Clone Wars basically is the gap between Episode Two, and Episode Three. Correct. Mm-hmm. Was it really that much time though? Because he doesn't aged that much from two to three he did actually watch it again he, he definitely did age he, he was totally a teenager before and then like in his 20s well he was on. like eight 
Well, there was... <laughs> no, he's just nine and she's 14. Well, he's probably going to marry her. Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole thing there. Yeah, well, I am 16 going on 17. Congratulations. Thanks. Okay. Right. You can just... <laughs> you can start pulling out the switchblades now and... No, that's the wrong movie. Never no, mind. Way wrong That's West movie. Side Story. <laughs> Sound of Music, one of West the... Side Story. <laughs> one of the ones that my wife likes that I'm not really interested in. I've actually got a couple musicals that are probably still up on that shelf over there that I still haven't watched. I was in Guys and Dolls and still never saw the movie. They offered me uh, Sinatra's part and I turned it down because my band was picking up. And then they gave my lead singer at the time um, that part. And I'm like, oh. So I told you I was busy with the band, so you reached out to my lead singer, who's also busy with the band, but he's not going to say no, so now we have less time with the band. Okay, cool. And then he asked me to play a smaller part, and I'm like, what a jerk. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but interestingly enough, um, so the love interest of the character I was originally going to play... Was a dude? Was a, was a woman. <laughs> was a girl. And it's funny because since I dropped out, and my lead singer jumped in and took that role. He and that girl connected, and now they're married and got three kids. <laughs> seriously? Yeah, totally seriously. And the in wow. the the more the more odd thing about it was she was dating the director originally for years. Actually, they were together. So that's but a she, very Freddie Prince up. Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller thing <laughs> Is happening. That what's going on? I don't know. I don't. Well, I, ne I never watched like Red. Teen Beat or whatever it is that you're referring to. Well, no, to, they but... they starred in Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two together. Ah. Along, didn't they do one of the um, I know what you did last yes. summer movies together, yes, along one. with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Mm -hmm. And now they actually do commercials on TV because they're now married. Are they really? Sarah Michelle Gellar and I, I don't know these. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, I don't yeah. pay attention. To I, these I saw a commercial and I was like, no, and looked it up. And interestingly enough, if you go on Google and you type in Freddie Prince Jr. under spouse, it says Sarah Michelle Geller. Interesting. Yeah. But I, hmm. I mean, she's all, I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer married, she's all that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I, I don't know. I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I always go back to Christy Swanson and Paul Rubens. And from the movie, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, the, the original movie. Well, yeah, the movie that was before the show. And the show was supposed to be a knockoff of that, but it was a lot more serious. And then Angel came out of it and all and that stuff. Angel and... and did they was, make another one? There was Buffy. There was Angel. Wasn't there another one? Well, I mean, didn't they... The guy who... James Mars, Marsters. Marsters, the who, one plays who played Spike. But he also played in uh, Smallville. Yeah, he played... Yeah. Um, was it Zod? It wasn't Zod. It was the guy before Zod. The guy who creates um, the crazy Superman guy. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. I'm so tired right now. But he, <laughs> outside of him playing Spike, he is actually a good actor. Oh, okay. James Marsters. Uh -huh. I actually don't mind him in some stuff. Okay. I did not like him in Buffy. <laughs> Awful. So I'm pretty sure I don't I don't have the a normal time signature here, but I can tell you that we've gone um, about 230 bars. <laughs> not Off even topic. talking about not even talking about the chosen. So, not my fault. You went from episode five all the way to Empire Strikes Back, all the way to Clone. I Wars. want to get it all out now. The thing is, I am very tired. It's been a very long week. It's only Tuesday, and I feel like it's it's been two weeks since since the week started. Yeah. So if if you hear like a 
that's that's me accident, accidentally hitting my my <clears throat> head on the microphone um that was probably pretty loud so i'm sorry about that anyway let's get into this so what did you think of the episode I see. What did I think of the episode? So I told you the last time we discussed this that when I saw like images for this episode, I'm like, oh, there's this like one quick shot of Jesus like about to throw down, and when he did it, it was epic. Like oh. it, was, it was epic enough. But <clears throat> my favorite was John's response, and we'll get to that soon because I was like, I, I rewound it with the kids. I'm like, isn't that awesome? <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Um, there's some nicknames in this that we've had. Um, I'm going to have to say in the beginning here, um, I was still referring to, to Atticus as Foodicus until I realized that he was not eating in this entire episode. Not he, once did he put anything in his mouth. He had food in his hand, though. But he didn't eat it, you which which is a real testament to like what's going on here, um, which, again, we'll get into. So, Attic so Foodicus is now renowned as Atticus because he doesn't have food in his mouth. That's, okay. um, I'm sorry, we have to say that. We've got Simon Z, you know. Simon the Zealot. Simon the Zealot. And I'm pretty will, sure we're going to get to a point where we understand. That, I love what Jesus is like, yes, we have two Simons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm surprised we didn't just get to the point right there. Like, I'm going to call you Peter. How's that sound? And, and Simon's just like, wait, why? What? <laughs> well, uh, okay. The guy so, who plays John the Baptist. Creepy John, yeah was perfect oh he was amazing i loved him perfect i loved him so i i think the episode as a whole um we got to hear a lot of things see a lot of things things that i've been waiting for uh since the first season yeah um but it's but again the things we heard and saw in this minus one big part that i was like so excited though i love the way they did it um it was all introducing like introduction for all these things I've been waiting to see. Right. Um, but then there's this whole suspense, like, what's Mary doing? Like, what's going on here that we kind of get into? So there was a lot that happened in this episode as, as far as, like, changing dynamics and, and introducing new new dynamics to characters and to the situation. Um, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. It's, it's, it's definitely what I, I was expecting and hoping it would be. How about you? Wow. Um... <clears throat> First, I didn't realize they're gonna can like it picked up right where last week ended. Oh yeah, which I wasn't expecting that. I figured that those that um, Jesse and his brother would have just been that one episode and kind of been done. Well, no, because Simon the Zealot is part of the crew, so right. I just, I just the way they portrayed it last week, it was. Almost like it was a one and done, um, but then it wasn't, which I thought was really cool. Um, showing more of the growth in Simon the Zealot. Mm -hmm. You want to call him Simon Z? Is that his name? Yeah, Simon Z. Um, That's what it says in the subtitles too. So I'm oh, like, oh, perfect. Really? I'm like Simon Z. I'm like yeah, Simon Z. Simon Z. Um, that was cool. I think my favorite part which we'll get into is the conversation between John and Jesus. JTB. What? JTB. Because there's another John already too. So JTB. John the Baptist. JTB. Okay. JTB. The <laughs> baptizer. Um, the cousins. Yeah. 
Um, when those two have their oh, yeah. their conversation, I loved it. I, I love it too because you've got somebody who's grown up with him, but obviously knows the whole situation. Like he is the most in the um, know. Yeah, he's the most in the know. He's most in tune what the situation is. And and Jesus is, is straight up saying like, "You're Elijah." <laughs> like that's what this is all about. And he knows it. He he explains it. Well, and not the Elijah. No, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Some even call me Elijah. Well, not the Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, I. And that was, yeah. I mean, the, even the departure at the end, which we'll get to again, mm. you can see Jesus beginning oh, yeah. to weep. It's huge. Because you know. He knows. Like, yeah. this is my last goodbye, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. John doesn't realize it. JTB. Oh, my God. Okay, there's a different JTB. John. There's two Simons and two Johns now. And two Andrews. No, two Jameses. Two Jameses, right, yeah. There's one Andrew. Yeah, one Andrew, two, two Jameses. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do think that they're going to bring... I, I do think that we're going to see Nicodemus soon. Oh, I know. Oh, I, I was I'm, expecting I'm to see it this I'm, episode. I didn't. When they said that, I didn't <clears throat> think that they would. Or I, I figured if they would immediately cut to him going, <laughs> sitting somewhere, just like laughing as he's just like, denied, denied. <laughs> I would love to see a reprise of him coming back. Oh, we will. Awesome. Oh, we totally will. We so, have to. I mean, he... I mean, it's I not mean, in Scripture, but just to bring him back. It is. He does come back in Scripture in the end. He's there again. Yeah, at the end. The end. But I'm yeah. saying like... In the middle, mm-hmm. but oh, totally love to see him. Let's, where are we starting off? Oh, we're starting right off in the beginning. So the episode was called what? Spirits? Spirit. 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 Okay. Um, well, I mean, there were spirits in it, and I was so happy that, like, when I first heard noises, I was like, ooh, and like, it that gave a t- creepy tone to this episode. It was in well, um, <laughs> what's his face there? Um, <clears throat> Dallas Corbin Dallas said uh, <laughs> said that um, Multipass. he said Lilu Dallas. Um, he said that this was like a, a thriller, like this was gonna be like a thriller episode. So I'm imagining, you know, it's close to midnight, but it wasn't close to midnight. It was in the middle of the day, and we're seeing like this and no zombies, no zombies, but we're seeing a guy who's acting pretty like possessed, like ooh. Anyway, that's later on, but this whole thing starts off with Mary, and she's just like you know gathering apples, and she sees a Roman centurion, and she just go gets crippled. By fear. Yeah. Crippled by fear. And, I mean, I can guess a bunch of things as to why. I mean, obviously, she was abused in the past, which we saw in the first episode. Right. Well, she came from the Red Quarter. Right. So, she was basically... Right. Sold for that kind of stuff. Right. So, she saw that, and I was wondering, like, is that why? Or is it more of a fear because she's running with Jesus, and she knows they're going to be after Jesus, and she doesn't want to get, you know taken prisoner or or is she just having some irrational fear or is it bringing back something else now i think um, she kind of goes into it a little bit with she barely barely i mean a little bit it was very more i think it is more of just a irrational not an irrational fear but the fear of what happened in the past right and it kind of you know even with today we go we get saved we start following jesus and then all of a sudden something from 10 years ago presents itself and we're like yeah. Where did this come from? Right. I think that's just they're portraying that in this that's, sense. That's a very good <clears throat> way to look at it. So I keep, I keep, in this episode, I think there were there were less times where I was connecting it to nowadays my life and my walk with the Lord. Um, but that's a really good point that does connect it to it because I think in this season, as we've talked before, there are a lot of like timeless 
conversations that they're having things right. where it's like oh man that that hits home like right. i get that what, what this a wasn't a conversation this was more of a mm. situational thing right where we can so often find ourselves in and i mean if you think about it too how often do we get drawn back to what we've done right out of fear mm-hmm. and what does she do well, We're gonna find out next episode basically what which, that's all about, right? <clears throat> right. So, so I mean, I, I it's, I mean, because I mean to mm. get, I mean, not to give away the end, but I mean, obviously she ends back up in the red quarter. Was it the red quarter? It was the red quarter. Oh, she went right back to where she came from. Yeah, because even John is. I mean, I'm Simon, Peter. I thought they said it was in Jericho that she went to. Is it? I thought they said well, it she Jer- went Jericho. to um, see what's his name, Jethro. Jethro. Yeah, throw. Throw. <laughs> Jethro. <laughs> I, but, I go I, if my name is Jethro, I'd rather go by Jet than Throw. You're like, yeah, you're like, yeah. Where's Jet? Yeah. Right. Jet Lee. <laughs> so. So she runs back. Yeah. She just runs away. Well, she was she was practicing scripture, like she was trying to memorize stuff, and then she and she actually crumpled the scripture, and that's what was like a big signifying thing there. Like her fear caused her to basically forget the truth that she was trying to focus on learning. Right. Because even in the depths of where she's at, he is there. Right. And she lost hold of that in right. that moment. And that's that was the big symbolism that I got there. So I thought that was great. Um, and that was a very very short intro compared to the 15-minute intro we had in the last episode. Oh, I'm telling you, this season, what I love about this season... It's inconsistent. Well, it's inconsistent. The filmography is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And I All love that every episode is shot differently. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this one, that... I that th- if he, cause I didn't watch the live. If he was yeah, trying to give that thriller aspect, mm-hmm. there were... Because I was watching it with my kids tonight, and I was like... Are they gonna show the demon possessed guy? Like, actually, <laughs> yeah. I was a little concerned. And I've well, never... yeah, because there was a level. I'm just like, if they go much further than this, kids leave the room now. Right, right. Which I'm glad they didn't. No, and I they think... left all of that stuff back, like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So you heard it, you never saw it. Well, that's what they did with Mary in the beginning. Right, but I I love the way that they connected everything, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll get there too. So after we have the opening credits with all the little teal fish floating around and you know walking on the water, um, we get to Jesse answering to the Pharisees. You got Shmuel and then that other Pharisee dude there who was like, yeah, stand up, stand here on the rock <laughs> in the middle right. of, the, of the marketplace. Like that guy is a jerk now. Like he was funny before, but now it's like I hate this guy. Oh yeah, because he's like pushing Shmuel to go even further. Um, <clears throat> but. They're talking to him, and, and they're like, you know, who was this guy? He's like, all I know is his name. And they're like, you know, what else do you know? Can you stop pacing? He's like, dude, I haven't walked for like 36 years. He's like, can like, you be still? He's <laughs> like, I was still for 38 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being still. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm walking around. I've got sandals on my feet. And he was just having a blast. Like, I love Jesse. He looks totally different now. Well, yeah, because he, he got kind of a haircut. He was cleaned up. Yep. And the entire time he was talking, he was talking to his feet. Right. Because he's staring at his feet while having a conversation. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. So, I mean, I, so he's having this conversation and he's like, his name was Jesus. He said something about his cousin. Like he had like very little information. Who was there? I don't know. Three guys, whatever. Like, okay, well, what else can you give us? So they're, they're getting whatever they can from him. 
And they're like, what do you say? Just like, you know, go and sin no more, you know? And he's like, and then he told you to pick up your mat, right? Like, so they're trying to get like all the dirt they can on all these things that Jesus forced this guy to do. What sins did Jesus commit? What sins did he make somebody or yeah, what other sins did he make or unlaws or whatever that did he make him break? You know, all those different things. What dirt can we get on this guy? Right. This false prophet, you know? And then Schmeagel's like, well, it's Jesus of Nazareth. And is this this part? And then he goes, Nazareth. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much, it's like, they like, always go back to that. Something comes out, something good came out of Nazareth. <laughs> Somebody just said it. I, I think it was our, our buddy Aaron. Aaron said it again tonight when we were talking. And he's just like, uh, somebody mentioned Lynn. Maybe I mentioned Lynn, or yeah, somebody said Lynn. Oh, yeah, because we were talking about other people we know who, you know, lived in Lynn for a while. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, can anything good come from Lynn? I'm like, shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, weren't we talking about, th- oh, no, Chuck and I were talking about this. Okay. I love no, how in that- the beginning it was predominantly there. Like, they always made point to something good comes out of Nazareth. And right. now they're just alluding to it. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it you're not going to understand it but now it's almost like an inside joke well i mean that first came out in the shepherd which is funny because a lot of people who've watched this show haven't actually watched the pilot the shepherd so i'm glad that we did so for those of you who have been following us and following the chosen go to um like see if you can find on the chosen app or youtube the shepherd it's not on the app it's only on on youtube if you get pure flicks whatever it's on pure flicks it's it's under the first season on pure flicks as like the ninth episode because it's the pilot originally but check out the shepherd um or the chosen the shepherd and see what pops up you you can definitely find it on YouTube. That's where I first found it and watched it. Oh cool! Um, but it's it's just that's how you watched it too. I think YouTube. Right? Yeah. So check it out because it's actually a great episode. That I mean, it starts the whole thing. It's not the same characters. I think one person was the same. Well, um, it was two years. Joseph. It was two or three years prior too. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a couple maybe I think two years before the first season was yeah. done. Um, but Dallas started off with that and it worked way up and it's just it's it's beautifully done. Um, that was the first episode we did. Um, for our podcast here uh, regarding the show. Anyway, he's going to it to talk about the cousin. And then when he gets outside, we see Fudicus, who this is the last time I'm going to say he's Fudicus. He's Atticus because he's not eating. And he's inquiring, you know, from Jesse, like trying to get information because he knows he that something happened. He wants to get more information, but he's totally just pretending that he's excited about this. Oh, he's, you know, he's see, the thing is, is he's he's totally trapping him. Right. Something's gonna happen though. Right. So the thing is he's totally he's totally um being what he is, like undercover, doing his thing and saying, I, I believe he's the Messiah, like saying whatever he knows he needs to say. But you can also tell that there is some sincerity because right. he is also amazed by it. I kinda see a Nicodemus two point coming out of this. Kinda. A Nicodemus was yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a just, 2.0, but... Well, when I say 2.0 is now he's going to start investigating like Nicodemus did to understand what's going on. Right. So... But he's he's a much better investigator than Nicodemus is, and he's a lot harder. I think he's going to be a tougher uh, nut to crack. I think Jesus but, knows that he's even there. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but, that's, but that's... And letting him... <laughs> I know. Do his thing. And, and that's what is so cool about it. We start to see that come uh, come together. Especially, I, I think one thing that's great about this is Jesus' Luke Skywalker moment in it, <laughs> which we'll get to. 
<laughs> oh, it's it's epic. It's amazing. And they, they've been making comments about him wearing the, the Jedi robe at one oh, point. Yeah. Like, he was supposed to have a Jedi robe, and they took it out of a season. It was cut out. And Dallas is like, sorry, guys, I had to take out the Jedi robe. You know, his Luke Skywalker moment was, you know, gone. But anyway, we see this whole thing where he's getting into it, and Jesse is telling Atticus, he's like, you know, my brother Simon believes that he's the Messiah. He's like, really? Wow, that's so amazing. So cool. So we realize that he's going to be tracking them at this point to see what's going on. Because he, he still wants to, to trap Simon. Right. Z. Simon Z. And I don't know why, because he's no longer doing his doing the stuff. And he's, he's wondering why. Because generally somebody who's, you know, a zealot is not going to just drop everything unless something's going on. So that's why you can tell there's a sincerity, like a sincere wanting to know what's actually happening here. Right. So he's using his skills, his particular set of skills, in order to figure out what's going on and to entrap him or just know what's going on. So, what? (laughs) When you said that. What? Have you seen the, oh, there was a late night show, I forget who it was with, and... Oh, Seth MacFarlane? Seth MacFarlane comes Kermit on Kermit and does frog? it as Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I don't have any money. <laughs> but if I did, what I do have is a particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. <laughs> I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's Kermit the Frog. It's beautiful. It's, uh, it's but just the way you start talking, I don't have any money. <laughs> Just, the thing is, is he's, so he's halfway laughing the entire time he's doing it. Well, yeah, because it it's too. funny. It's hilarious. And so I've I've worked with Seth MacFarlane in the past when I when I did TED. Um, so it, and he is. It's so funny because he's he really is a down to earth guy, um, and he's just he just loves to have fun. He loves the pop culture stuff that we're into: Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Star Trek, all of that. Did you watch the show he did, The Orville? Which is basically a Star Trek ripoff, but it's a farce. It's it's actually no. pretty good. You might get a kick out of it, especially as a Star Trek fan. You could you can see what they're what they're ripping on, but it's it's a comedy. Like um, Galaxy Quest. It, it's well, yeah. It's Galaxy Quest was about the actors being th- uh, thrown into a situation like that. You know, where pe- the aliens think that they're really, you know, a space crew. Right. <laughs> and you got Alan Rickman, who's in it, and Sigourney Weaver, and. <laughs> the Tim expendable Allen. guy, Guy. His name is really Guy. <laughs> the red shirt. Anyway, um, no, this it's check out the overall. I think they did like two seasons. It's not bad. It was pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't get too much further with it because Star Trek was never really my thing, but I enjoyed what I watched. Um, anyway, yeah, who who likes real sci-fi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So um, I don't even know why we got to. The Orville. I don't have any money. Oh, you, uh, particular set of skills. A, here we go, yeah. and that's how we get it's there. Hard okay, la- got it's it. hard laughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Simon, we see Simon Z, and he's over there. He's praying and doing like breathing exercises before before he starts doing some fireside training out in the wilderness. Right. I'm like, <clears throat> okay, and then you start hear hearing like this howling and then screaming. Um, I liked it when I'm when I'm watching it a second time, or in this case, just the one time. I keep subtitles on mainly because if my kids are there, they're talking over it, and I have to do that. But also because if I miss something, I can see it written right on the screen. But they were saying like it was howling, then it was screaming, and like what is going on there? And as soon as I saw somebody out there, I'm like, oh, this guy's either a really, a, you know, a leper who's in a lot of pain, or we're getting into somebody who's demon possessed right. again. 
And then he was all hunched over. Oh, he was all he was all messed up. But I love it when he goes, "It can smell you." I go, "Oh, is this Legion? Because <gasps> we are many. Oh, this is gonna be so cool." And he goes, "It can smell you, and I can smell you too." And he goes through this whole entire thing about like, "Who is this person you were near?" He's like, "What's up with the bird?" He's like, "Is he a holy man?" Like he can smell, and and he's afraid, but he's also like, "Ah, get out of here!" Like, this is really getting awesome. Um. And Simon Z is just like, hey, you know, uh, you got to find somebody who can help you out. Until then, you know, God bless you, man. See ya. Well, because he's, he's saying, you know, because now he's talking to the guy. Yeah. Who we find out his name is Caleb. Well, later on. Later on. Can't tell. Right. <laughs> oh, so good. But he, he, he becomes lucid for a little bit. And he even says, you know, if you can even become lucid for a little bit. Yeah, then you're all right. You then you're all this. right for right now. You're, right. No point in having it. Because, you know, if we pass through the waters, this is the whole strong man. If you kick the strong man out when he comes back, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, he'll bring seven of his friends with him. Right, right. Um, But I think because I was ready to just. Yep. Off him. Keep on truck. Well, yeah. But at that point, he's just like, well, there's no point in me killing you. Because of this and that and whatever. But, yeah. But the whole thing is just like, yeah, I, I, it has a bad feeling about you. And Simon Z just goes, thank you. <laughs> so he's like, oh, cool. Okay, so you're clearly possessed by demons, and demons have a bad feeling about me. That's cool. pretty cool. <laughs> I'll take that. But he, I think that's because he realizes he's on the track, he's on the trail of something that's going to be pretty big. big. <laughs> and, again, you think about the zealots. The zealots are, are soldiers. They're warriors. Um, to fight against, you know, the evil that is like Rome and anybody trying to oppress the Jews. And everybody thinks the Messiah is some, you know, military leader. So he's super pumped. This guy just healed somebody and he's going to, he's going to lead us to victory through war. No, (sighs) no, he'll be a great military leader just in the shepherd. You know, it's just funny like that's what they thought and i mean what else would you think if that's what you're told for hundreds of years you know right. like duh so that's what they get that's what they live with but we know the truth because we're looking at it in hindsight right you know we get it but as they're going over there we start seeing jesus and the gang and they're walking down <laughs> and you get a jump scare from old jtb here they're like oh so where's john he's like oh you'll never know where john the baptizer might be and he goes out ah he jumps out of the bushes and screams and Simon is like petrified and he freaks out and of course he does because he hates John the Baptist like he just rips on him because he's so creepy creepy John who does Simon like Uh, he likes Andrew aside from Andrew (laughs) he likes Jesus and aside from Jesus everybody besides Matthew and John the Baptist and uh, whatever. The point is, <laughs> um, JTB's there talking, um, and the, he starts going off on Herod, you know, and marrying his brother's wife and all this stuff and everything. And that's what we know gets him ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or behind or whatever you want to call it. Um, but that's that's what we're kind of getting at. So we see why he, what he's getting prepared for at this point. Right. And we're like, okay, this is basically... That's too bad. It would have been nice to see a little bit more, you know, JTB in this series, but we saw him creepy, creepy JTB in the in the the prison, and now here. But this was this was a great way to have him in here, and he was perfect in this whole episode. I, so I, I wouldn't love change Jesus it. Jesus here too. He's like, 
You don't eat meat. You're just skin and bones. Yeah. <laughs> Still, Still not eating meat. meat. <laughs> skin and bones. Yep. Yep. We eat meat. He eats locusts. Yeah. It's just not. It's like meat. Meat. Right? <laughs> Maybe not. So we get back over to Rayma and Mary. And uh, Mary's trying to teach Rayma how to read. You know, they're working on that. And she's getting pretty good, considering she's never read before and she's learning. Um, but Mary is clearly, like, flustered about the guard situation, and it's getting to her. And while that's happening, you got Thomas and Matthew who are, like, preparing food from a distance. And this is a—to see Thomas and Matthew together, it's, it's, it's still great. But I love there's one moment in here where Thomas looks over at Matthew and he kind of smiles. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, he's he's kind of getting used to him, and he gets it. Is he smiling, or is he like... I didn't get that, because I, I didn't see him smiling. I saw him, like, <sighs> almost more irritated, because every single thing he did, Matthew mirrored. Yeah, but I think he appreciated the fact that he's like, oh, he, you know, he's learning something from me, and he's not complaining about it. He's just doing because you didn't hear Matthew sit there like, what are you doing that for? Why is this happening? Like asking 50,000 questions. He was just doing, he was just doing and it. learning. And as we've seen in every single episode we've seen a Matthew in, since you know he was first called to follow Jesus, he's been getting less and less Matthew and more like, you know, adapting. More confident. Yeah, more confident yeah. and more understanding I mean, you see a little bit of, of jealousy on. in this part come out too. Oh, totally. With Thomas. Oh well, yeah, because so as we're as we're getting into the conversation, um, he's like he's talking about this, and he goes, "Yeah, you're just he's he says Thomas says to Matthew, he's like, you dude, you're just you're just super proud, like you're you're like boastful, you're he arrogant, goes, yeah, arrogance, what he says, and he's just like, yeah, he's like, I I believe I'm very humble. He's like, did you just brag about being humble? Like <laughs> you're bragging about your humility now, <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, if we're fighting for it and say, hey, I'm very humble. My favorite line in, in Am- Amish Paradise is, I, I um, <laughs> what's the line there? Um, um, I'm a million times as humble as you. I'm, I'm, a mil- I'm a million times as humble as thou art. It's just like, wait, what? <laughs> it's just such an oxymoron. And, um, but yeah, that's basically what you said there. It's just like, I'm very humble. Okay. Um, but Thomas starts getting jealous thinking that Matthew is like, watching Rama. Right. Now you think about that, like he's getting jealous and not not so much like a you know, hey, you know, don't don't dare look at her, you know, type thing. But he's actually jealous because he's he thinks, you know, she could like Matthew instead. So he's very nervous about this whole thing, this whole relationship between himself and, and Rama. Right. To the point where he's so like he's he's getting self conscious and wondering like, oh, I have I actually have competition here because he's recognizing a lot of himself in Matthew right. and seeing how similar they really are. It's like, oh well. Well, he's in the friend zone. Yeah. And he's stuck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't know what's gonna happen. So he's just get... gotta, you know, he's just gotta take her out on a real date and not a day date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go ice skating, your boyfriend. Oh, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> Dusty Lee. <laughs> Dusty Lee. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> oh, not the ham I just bought. Oh, Simon God. watches. So Simon <laughs> is hanging out in a tree, watching this whole thing. He's just hanging out in trees, like spying on them. Yeah, it's like great. And I, I, I imagine at this point that Atticus is in another tree, spying on Simon, who's from the back, right? <laughs> like just if you just kind of saw like from a distance, from God's point of view, like oh look at this. Well, that's interesting. Um, I, oh, spider. Um, no, it'd be kind of funny to just. 
one of those like when you you look through a mirror and then it sees like a different mirror and you kind of see like three or four of you in that staggering mm-hmm. like if you stood back you would see the camp then you would see simon the zealot then you would see atticus yep and then who's following atticus and then mm-hmm. it would be kind of funny oh yeah it just it just keeps on going yeah, anyway so you go behind atticus <laughs> like way behind Atticus because yeah. <laughs> he's so he's so disconnected um so we got Jesus and JTB and that's where they're sitting they're sitting by the, the river and they're talking this is my this is definitely a great part this is my favorite this is one of my favorite parts of the whole show because they're talking and JTB is like he's leveling with them because they're, con- they're they're family <clears throat> they're family but he and Jesus is like well he, he's kind of you see Jesus kind of like questioning a little bit like mm-hmm. do I need to do like there's you almost see a little bit of like questioning in Jesus and John mm-hmm. is like stop mm-hmm. like stop being so slow I'm impatient right um, start doing what you need to do because I'm obviously clearing the way for you yeah I love you man you're my family start doing something and you <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was really interesting because, you know, they're both doing God's will, you right. know, for them. and Well, he's oh, doing mean, the Father's will, and yeah. John's doing his will. <laughs> right. <laughs> JTB. So, um, yeah, we, don't, we don't even see John and James in this episode at all, or the other James. Where Where is everybody else? Well, Jesus does say that this is Oh, they were them. there. They did stand there. You know, he says, these are a few. There's a few more that are not here right now. Right. They when could, he, they couldn't afford to pay for everybody in that. <laughs> we should have raised more money <laughs> for each episode. Um, so yeah, I think the whole th- it's funny because Jesus is trying to talk, talk JTB out of getting involved in this whole Herod thing because he knows because he knows. But again, it's like, but it's God's will. Uh, hey, just just make sure you're listening to God, okay? Um, well, that was later on. Well, yeah, but that's still kind of where he's at, right? Uh, and then, you know, you've got J- JTB saying, why run away after you perform these miracles? You know, it's like, why do you keep going away? And that's when Jesus is like, well, I'm, I'm kind of working on a sermon, a big one, you know. And then he's like, he's, he's going through, he's like, I heard about that brood of vipers comment, you know, that you said to them. And he's like, you know how they're born, right? Like they, they hatch inside their mother and eat the mother. And he's like, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> it was a pretty cool line. <laughs> it was a, I'm like, yeah, I thought it fit, it fit this whole situation perfectly. <laughs> he's like, but the whole thing is like, John's just like, are you really going to be nice to these people? And that's like, I, I love this. And he goes, I, I suppose not. I guess not. Yeah. Just, and, he, and then John even goes into like how he, teaches about basically using they call it stories right we know them as parables right and jesus just tells them straight up he's like i i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell stories that make sense to some people and not to others right and that that right there is paraphrased directly from scripture right Mm -hmm. because it does say we actually just learned about this church a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. we were talking uh, about it where jesus is gonna teach through parables and the those who are who ears whose ears are open to hear what the word is what the lord is saying are going to understand it right um but that's all for a reason mm-hmm. so like a candy bar a reason remember the reason bars never heard of a reason you bar heard of a reason it's like a thick like molasses chocolate caramel something no. it's thick it's it's like if you have like loose fillings don't don't ever try to eat it yeah. 
It's one of those big. Anyway, it's like R E I S C N, reason. Oh. Not a raisin. Oh. Actually, I've been I've been talking I've been talking to some people, and and teaching them the benefits of eating dry dry <laughs> dried grapes, just raisin awareness really. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, but I think this was one of my raisin awareness. I think this right here was one of my favorite was one of my favorite. Um, the human side of Jesus coming out. Yeah. And it's the first. Well, it's not the first time, but it's one of the one of the few times that we see it this early on, where he's. There are little doubts, you know, like, am I doing this right? Like, does it need to go this way? Should I be doing it faster? Should I? Right. Like, you know, like he has. He starts questioning, but he still trusts the Lord. Well, that's what, that's what he says too. Is he says, you know, I'm gonna do my Father's will, but it doesn't mean it's easy. Exactly. He's, he's always ready that's to what, do it. I think that's what he's wrestling with too. Right. And you see that more like in scripture with the Garden of Gethsemane. But how mm-hmm. often do we forget or not even think about that throughout his entire ministry? He probably went through a bunch of those moments. Right. Of like, this doesn't make sense to me. Well, what was funny to me is I remember there was a, a line when they say like, when they call it like Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. Now, tempted to me, hmm. Tempted to me sounds like there's conflict, not there was an opportunity where there could have been temptation. So I always lo- viewed it as Jesus was not tempted because he was just like right off the bat. It was like, no, get out of here. Like, if you do this, if you jump off this cliff, you'll be okay. If you tell this rock to turn into a loaf of bread, it will. And they call that like that he was tempted in the wilderness. He didn't bat an eye. He was just like, no, like he didn't just sit there and say, well, I could just do that. Well, no, I'm, no, no, no. I shouldn't do that. Like that would seem like a temptation. But Jesus was like, no, well, right off the bat. That's how it's again. But that's when we talked like last week. It's very, it's very black and white to, with a little bit of red mixed in. <clears throat> um, but you don't, you don't see what's going on. We don't know how long it went from when Satan tempted him to when Jesus actually responded. Right. It could have been, he could have wrestled with it and then said no. Right. But we don't get that in scripture. Right. You know, and that's, uh, I mean, and then again, if Jesus was alone in the wilderness, so who who wrote it? Like Jesus came back and says, so guys, here's what happened while I was gone. <laughs> right. Who, right. Yeah. Who wrote? <laughs> that's the question. Who wrote? Right. I mean, who, who wrote? Right is, is the, Right, who wrote Present it? Present tense. Right. <laughs> wrote his past tense. Right, right. Left out right. Um, anyway, that's that's the big thing there. It was always kind of a question. I've got I've got so many questions I would love to ask somebody who's uh, an expert in theology. I wanna I wanna sit down with Steve for a good like seven hours. Well, seven's a you, good number. When you get to heaven, just ask for Jesus. everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> why was oh, that's why. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, I love how they make fun of David. Oh yeah! Oh, that was pretty good oh. too. And, and he, you <laughs> know, like, David, you know, for because because John's like it's been thirty years, man. He's like, yeah, well, David, when you know, seventeen was called to be a king, and then he was in the wilderness and became king at thirty. And then John's like, yeah, yeah. well, then he was king for forty years, and he died in bed with a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, but she, he was just keep, keeping them warm, and uh, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I love there was so much sarcasm from Jesus in this one conversation. It was beautiful. It was good. 
but I mean, John was just saying like, I was conceived by two old people to pave the way for you. And he's just like, dude, I'm just, I'm just impatient for you to get to work. You know, like he's been waiting for this for his whole life, you know, and that was his purpose. His purpose was to pave the way. Right. He's like, I've paved the way. Do it now. Come on. Like, right. I want to see it. And that just that's the same as, as our impatience. You know, we look at it and no matter how close or connected we are to Jesus, we can still be impatient because we want to see the miracles now. Right. We know we're, we're doing our part or we think we are, you know, whatever. Like we're working like Jesus, show us the miracle. Jesus, have it be now, you know, but. You know, even John fell into it, and no one ever said John was anywhere near perfect. I mean, he's he's creepy John. Uh, but as I thought, I thought the guy who played him was perfect. Oh, too. he was great. <clears throat> he was great, and, un- and unfortunately, we're probably going to see him one more time in the show, and that's that's it. You know, if we see him at all, or just a head <laughs> on a platter. So I'm sure we'll see more of him. Um, I mean, we'll probably see him. Again. I mean, if. At least him, if not us, we're gonna go through some separation anxiety during that episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right. So, Atticus is tracking Simon the Zealot, as we see here. That's pretty much that. Like as this stuff is going on, we see him following and seeing what's happening. Right. So again, not eating. Now, the the fact that he's not eating in this episode shows that he's actually like surprised about things that he's seeing. Because before he was eating, kind of like, yeah, that's right. Uh huh. I know what you're doing. You're gonna go ahead and try well, to now kill that he's, guy. Now he's paying attention. Now he's paying mm. attention because now he's like, I have to, you know, I have to put my, play my A game here, right? And see what's going on because he is genuinely, yeah, not sincerely, genuinely is the word I've been looking for that whole time. He's genuinely concerned and genuinely interested in what's going on, right? For every reason he could be, you know, out of just pure like this is amazing if that's what's truly happening, and I'm doing my job, right? So that's where he's at. So Mary starts explaining her fear about the centurion, the centurions, and, and she's telling this to Rama, and she's like, okay, all right, well, then they kind of just like, they kind of gloss over it quickly, and she's like, let's just get back to reading. Okay. And then the heartbeat happens. Then we hear like the heartbeat, like the drum beat going on, like Jumanji's around the corner, and then, and then you, you start see her hearing, like... yeah, then she starts holding her head, and I'm going, uh-oh. Are the demons returning? Like, did she leave something open there? This part her, was her, crazy. This was the this was the part that was nuts. And you hear that, and then you start hearing like the 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 moaning, howling, screaming noises again. And you're like, what? And the way they do it was almost like borderline Walking Dead. The way that he he was like he came in. Well, he comes in behind him. Yeah. Like th- like because they're coming Through out the, the tent. They're yeah. coming out of the tent. And he passes between them and the tent. Right. And then spins around. Right. And it was nuts. And at that point, he just turns around and he's like, that smell, it's putrid. And he looks at her and he says, Lilith. She's like, I'm no longer that name. When she said that, I just got chills just saying it again. Like, that freaked me out. That demon in him. Remembered her. Remembered her. And I'm like, ooh, I'm getting it again. Like, that just, it freaks me out. And she's like, she's like, I don't go by that name anymore. And the demon clearly remembers. So he says he's Belial, spawn of Oriax, the fifth knight of Legion. Like, whoa. Okay. And she's just like, I know how this works. I've been there. You know, I felt this. And, and she's I think like, it's funny because when the guy comes in too, Thomas and Matthew are kind of, they hear it. Yeah. Because first, 
Matthew's like, did you hear? And then Thomas goes, I heard that. Right. He grabs the knife and then Matthew grabs this spatula, <laughs> this spoon, and looks at Thomas and like, yeah. So he's trying to protect Mary. Right. And all of a sudden she's like, no, I got this basically. Right. And she steps in and starts confronting him, which I yeah. think was probably the worst thing she could have done at that moment. Unless well, next, unless next episode goes a different direction than what we're thinking. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see. But I think it's. I mean, we know how things are going to turn out in the end. So yay! But I mean, we'll we'll get there. Right. But we don't know how, we this how this episode turned out. I had no expectation. I was not expecting any of this. Right. No. I, I mean, I expected there to be something big going on where Jesus had to like hop, like jump in and and take care of something because of that one image I saw of them like booking it. Right. You know, with John and Toe. I'm like, oh, this looks awesome. But it was such a quick shot when you see it in here. I'm like, oh, how'd they even get a still frame of that? But anyway, she's like, what is your name? And he starts like stuttering. And then you realize it's totally fake, you know. But then again, it couldn't, it might not have been fake when he tried. So he's like, can't say. <laughs> like, right. Well, it just like totally like, it seemed like something out of like a Chucky movie or something. Just like, it was very, well, very she was, well done. Well, she was like, you know, I know you're the real you is in there. Right. And she's and the, calling him out. And the demon was playing with her. Right. And I mean, and we've, we've seen that in horror movies, you know? Right. And it's just, it was just so interesting to, to go through that. And then out of nowhere, Simon Z like jumps out, shows up and, and tackles the guy, tackles the guy. But this dude and overpowers him. And I'm like, okay. Cause I'm thinking, I'm just like, He's got demons in him. Does that make him stronger or just like crazy? Yep. Oh, it makes him stronger. <laughs> there are seven demons running through this guy. Starts choking out Simon Z. Yeah. And then that's when we get the most amazing thing where Jesus just runs in and just says, Be gone. Out of him. Yeah. Out. He goes, out, out of him. And then immediately the guy goes up in the air and then demons gone. The guy's on the ground. And it's like, it gets which, super quiet. Which poses a question though. Because when he did that with Mary, where did where did the demons obviously went into him? Mm-hmm. Now where did they go? Didn't Legion go into the pigs? Uh, well, that's or am I confusing co- two different ones? No, that's Legion, but there's another. That's a whole different. Because he cast him out of that guy, right? And first he said, like they they say, oh, it was later on. Yeah, don't yeah. don't cast us out. Send us at least into the pigs. Right, right. They requested. They didn't do that here. Right, right. So it'll happen again. It'll we'll probably get, happen we'll get there. But where? So there. So, so this demon is just like being passed. She just cast this demon out a couple times. Mm-hmm. Cool. Where's it going? So that's where I think we're we're heading towards, and we're getting there. Right. But um, <laughs> at this point, after you know, out out of him, the guy just like kibbies out for a moment, then lays on the ground. Everybody's just standing there silent, like, what just happened? Like, what's going on? And then after everything else happens, they look and they see the guy's okay. John just goes, yeah! (laughs) Sorry, that was probably super loud, but it was just the way he screamed, yeah, was such a modern, just like, yeah, sound that I just did not expect to come from it. And I laughed so hard. I rewound it twice, and the kids and I were laughing our butts off watching it. Oh, that actually... (laughs) That reminds us, like, if we go back to the beginning when um, Atticus is talking to Jesse, mm. and he's having the conversation, and Jesse's like, 
because it's hilarious because it's so modern day. Mm-hmm. But he, Jesse's like, oh, are you Roman? Yeah. He's like, yeah, can you hear my accent? Yeah. <laughs> no accent. Oh, yeah. There's I, no accent. Yeah, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> you tell by my accent. I'm like, his American accent? Yeah, his <laughs> English American accent. When really in this movie, in this show, Jesse had the accent. Right. And he's like, can you tell by the accent? No. Well, had an accent. The thing is that none, nobody here has accents that are that make sense. And I think what they did was um, when when we signed on to watch this episode, they did kind of like what they did with Peter Quill, you know, Star Lord. Is he has a, a a translator implant implant in his neck? So I guess we all have that now, so we can understand what everybody's saying Hebrew. in the show. Yeah, <laughs> Hebrew, uh, everything you know <laughs> that everybody else is saying. Because that's the interesting thing. If you think about this, you got Roman centurions in there talking to Jewish people, like they understand each other. Well, yeah. Have you ever watched Star Wars? Everyone speaks a different language, but everybody well, understands. Well, well everybody. they all speak. That's basic. They call it speaking basic. They all speak. He's like, do you speak basic? Do you speak bocce? <laughs> well, no. Like Han Solo will talk to Jabba the Hutt, and Han Solo speaking English, and Jabba the Hutt speaking Huttese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they understand each other. Uh, yeah. Well, because Jabba the Hutt works with a lot of people, and so why he does he? Need, sp- why does he? Need, why does he need a translator then? For some different languages, but basic is one of the most commonly spoken languages in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, so um, <laughs> Mary at this point is completely freaked out. She yep. takes off. Yeah, yeah. She just kind of books, and nobody really really says anything about it. Well, but you got Jesus. Jesus does. Yeah. Well, later on. Yeah. No, in this moment, because he's like. You he's because he this is the time where he actually and he he says he sees Simon Z yeah and he says you come with me, you guys take care of, not yet, no Jesus looks at the dude that just got freed of the demons yeah and he he says he's like hey welcome back and I love this line though this is this is right when it happened and he says like welcome back and the guys look at him, he's like I know I, and I love that line like all Jesus said was I know and that that hit me. You know, right. just the whole thing right there where, you know, you're in the middle of a situation, you've been struggling with it forever, and God looks and just says, I know. You know, and that was awesome. And he goes, it seemed like it would it would never end, right? He's like, what's your name? And the guy goes, Caleb. He's like, okay. So we got it. It, it was Caleb. Okay, right. got it. Not but can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... <sighs> that's when he kind of goes off and he's he's working on his sermon. And that's when they come up to him and they start saying, okay, where's Mary? We need to find Mary. Well, no, right before that, he yeah. says, Rama, go get Mary. You mm-hmm. guys take care of Caleb. Right. Simon, oh, you come with me. And he goes and has a conversation with Simon first. <clears throat> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a quick conversation. It was a quick conversation. Yeah. Not the one you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, that was... Later on, because then he has another conversation later on with Simon, where they go for a little walk. You, you're, are you talking about Simon Z or Simon? Simon Z. See, that's that's where you're throwing me off, man. Uh, okay. Because he takes a quick, but he says you guys, because he tells them to take care of Caleb's wounds. Right. He sends Rayma, which I don't understand why she didn't go after her. Mm-hmm. He says, Raymond, he says, Raymond, you go get Mary, and I'm going to take him and go have a conversation. 
later on that night, you see Jesus practicing his sermon. Right, right. Which, again, I thought was fantastic because he's like... He's going over all He's, he's like, no, yeah. I can't say it that way. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I can't say it that way. Because <laughs> he's, he's just a dude. Uh, I love it. But, I mean, as we're getting there, the whole thing is you got John who looks up. He's like, when did you pick up the zealot? <laughs> right. <laughs> he's like, I'm John. <laughs> and then um, that's when we kind of get that thing where where Simon, Simon Z is talking to Jesus. He's like, so you... You are the, he's like, yep. He goes, so where are your, like, and he looks around, he's like, he's pointing to everybody there. And he goes, not the fearsome warriors you expected, huh? And not all of them are here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, so this is the conversation, actually, because they go for a walk. And that's later still. Because, um, I mean, still, one more thing that we're missing there is, is Shmuel going into that that guy's office and he has this yes. whole excessive explanation like 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 a very matthew explanation he's like so we, we made this report about this and we had to add this thing over here and then we took the report and put it over to the such and such and made it over this way and it was like this big huge thing and the guy's like dude what do you want like what what are you saying he's like we need to change the information in there because we know the guy's name now we have a name to put it there and so he explains he goes yeah uh i remember that you know, that was a situation, and it, did, it didn't pass the opening arguments. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, someone like, higher up. Yeah, someone someone higher, <laughs> higher up basically took it, like, knocked it down. And at that point, I, I remember being, like, I, grinning from ear to ear, ear going, Nicodemus. it was Nicodemus, wasn't yep. it? That, so, and <laughs> then I, I was, I kind of wish they didn't say it so early. I, I, I wish they just kind of, like, left it at that. And they're like, who would do such a thing? And we can sit here in the back go, ha, 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 and then find out well, maybe the next episode. you don't find out until they have a conversation together later on. Yeah, later on. Right. Um, so that's pretty much what's going on there. But that's when we see Simon the Zealot and, and Jesus go, and they go for a walk together um, after that. But um, <laughs> this part's great. Oh, it's terrific. So they're talking, and um, Jesus like, you need to understand the nature of my mission, you know? That's what this is all about. Like, you need to understand it. And he's just like, I'm ready to execute your mission today. <laughs> like, <laughs> execute your mission. It's, like, it's so funny, like, today. He's like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Can I see your weapon? Show me your weapon. So he takes out this knife. Jesus goes, his dagger. <laughs> and just tosses and, and he it pull, in the He river. pulls a Luke Skywalker. <clears throat> Basically, that's that was the whole point there. When Ray holds up the lightsaber at the end of one movie, and then in the beginning of the next movie, where Ryan Johnson just pooped all over the Star Wars franchise and just took everything that J.J. Abrams set up for him and just literally threw it off a cliff. Right. Like everything, even the Rose thing, like all of it was just. Well, I mean, that was later on, but I mean, all of these things were just totally thrown out the window, and that's exactly what happened here with this little lightsaber dagger moment. Yes. <laughs> but he, he takes it and he's like, huh. This is a very nice dagger, and just toss it into the river. And again, it's it's Jesus being the coolest guy in, in any TV series. Right. And it's just, it's so funny because he's got, we know, again, we're, we're seeing all this in hindsight, and we know what his plan is, we know what's going on, we know what he's doing here, but he's baffling everybody that he comes in contact with because what they, it's, it's you know, get used to different. Right. You know, get used to different, get used to things not being what you expected them to be. You know, you're going to walk this life and walk this mission out in a very different way than you expected to. This is not, you know, the way things are going to go is not what you expected or have been told. Right. You know, so it was great. And he's like, he tossed it into the river. And he's like, what, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> So it's like, what, too soon? You didn't see that coming? Like, what's, what's he, Quicksilver in Age of Ultron? I know. You didn't see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... 
Well, I love when Hawkeye gets back at him. He's like, well, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's at the end, didn't see that coming, and he gets shot up. Uh, all sad. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, they bring Evan Peters in later on. He's a snooper. He's going to snoop. <laughs> anyway, my husband, Ralph. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so he's going through that, and he's just like, well, without my dagger, why do you need someone like me? Another, you know, close to the heart thing. It's like, without my skills that I have, yeah. how what? could you p- possibly use me? And that's that's a question we all we all struggle with, you know. How, like, how do we use what we think we know is what makes us valuable right. for the kingdom? Well, God has other plans for us, and we have to trust him, and he will show us. It's like, okay... But we're so impatient. Right. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in that that impatience, expecting, you know, that what we know is going to be, um, you know, like, oh, well, it must be this because that's what I was gifted with. Ha ha. It must be this because that's what I have a passion for. No. We have a value way beyond anything we understand in God's eyes. Right. So here we're we're getting that again. Um but Jesus comes back and he's just like, I have everything I need, but I wanted you. And he's like, nobody buys their way in because of any special skills. Um, and it's just, like I said, it's it's a heart, you know, it's it's a heart hit when you when you hear these things, like people recognizing that, and in this situation here, like to them, they're in the middle of of this, you know, oppression. And their everything that they thought was going to be the truth of this Messiah is not really true. But they're seeing the miracles. They're like, "But you are the Messiah, but you're not the Messiah we expected." And I've spent you know my whole life training to be a warrior in case you showed up so I can fight with you. But you don't want me to fight like this. So right. what have I been doing with my life? Like what? <clears throat> what do you want from me? Is what he, you know? That's where he's at. But anyway, they kind of walk off, and he's like, you'll, you'll figure it out. And then Atticus is like five feet behind them s- somehow, because like as soon as they walked off, there he is, pulling a dagger out of the river, looks at it, and he's like, okay, why did he throw the dagger in the river? Like, nice. he's really confused now. Like, right. what's going on? What is this guy all about? And again, it's partly his job, and then the other part, like, actually intrigued. So, um, we go out there again, and we see Mary who's walking down the road and she's followed by a centurion that just goes right past her. And she kind of like smiles like, okay, yeah, that's right. Keep on stepping, buddy. <laughs> Is that what you got out of it? Kinda. I got like, she was terrified when she first saw him. Right. And then she was kind of smiling like, I survived, like, yeah, like I survived that. Right. Not like, keep on going. Well, um, no, but that was the whole thing. Like, she was like, ha, that's right. Like, okay, he wasn't after me. Like, I can get through this. Right. You know, keep on moving. All right. But I, she, she was going into, like, a bar again? I mean, the, pl- the place she should go to, the Hammer, was a bar. Right. And they used to sit there and gamble and, and whatnot. And it seems like a very secretive place. And the guy, she goes up into this place there, and she's talking to this dude, and she's like, he's like, oh, sorry, we don't serve women. She's like... Listen, I know this game. This is, trust me. Let, let me go talk to Throw. Right. You know, and it's like Throw's want to talk to you. Like, no, get out of here. And she goes, just tell him that somebody from the Hammer wants to win her money back. He's like, oh, 
well, you clearly know how to get Thro's attention, so, all right, let's go in there. And, okay, again, I'm like, what's going on right now? Like, what is her game plan? What is is she thinking? All next episode. All next episode. They set this whole thing up, and it's the most confusing thing because in most of these episodes you can kind of like oh i see what they're going to do here but this well with this episode i had no idea th- with this that's the that, whole, that's I what mean, we actually have more of an idea of what's going what's going to be next episode than we did with this episode right there was no cliffhanger for this episode yeah well this is this is a huge thing because we're like well, what's well i'm the... saying for episode five there was right. like leaving episode four it was like okay we had no idea what to expect for episode five no now with episode six coming out we're like yeah, what do what do we? <laughs> what? I yeah. mean, there's only what three episodes left of the season already. Yeah, I know. I, I aren't you sad? I mean, we you started oh. watching the show in January. I know, and we're in we're ending May right now. I know. So I mean, what are we gonna wait another two years for another season? What are we gonna do? Throwbacks. I know. More more childhood throwbacks. Lee and Chuck. Um. Yeah, we've got a we've got a few we've got a few on the menu we're gonna consider soon. One of which we saw in theaters recently, and I'm very like it was it was definitely one of the coolest experiences to see on the big screen again after like 30 years. So not 30 30 years? No, could, it was not 30. 25 years, legitimately. Oh yeah, that was like 93. Yeah, actually both of the ones that we want to do around that same time. Anyway, we'll get into it when we Are get into it. Are you talking about... Um... JP. Yeah. Yeah, well, of course. Anyway, <clears throat> and then there's H. Anyway, well, <laughs> we don't want to ruin the surprise. So you could probably guess what we're talking about there. Jonathan Prince and Hector. Uh, you ever saw those movies? Yeah, they were amazing. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so we're going to get this thing right here where... Jesus and JTB are having their conversation where JTB's like, yep, I'm on my way to go do that thing. <laughs> and, I mean, you can kind of go off on that if you yeah, want. Yeah, well, he's, it's, it's Jesus and Simon Z are talking to JTB, and he's getting ready to go talk to Herod, and Jesus knows this is the final goodbye. Jesus knows. Jesus knows this is the final goodbye, and you can see Jesus tearing up. Yeah. And of course, um, what's his name? Atticus is watching this from the distance. And he's like, what the heck? But you see Jesus, he's he's like, I just want to let you know, I know what you're doing is the right thing. Right. But just be sure to listen to God's voice as you do it. As you do it, right. And John's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, I always do. (laughs) See ya. He's like, hey, I I know I'm doing the right thing if I get warnings. I'm like, I've been in prison a ton of times. Like, whatever, I got this. Jesus is like, this isn't a prison situation. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but you can see. Well, he does go to prison, right? And then, yeah. You know. Anyway. um, But Jesus knows this is his final goodbye. Mm. Um, And he doesn't say that to him. Because if he does, then it will actually steer him down a different path, most likely. Right. And that's, you know, now now we're getting into almost like a Back to the Future, Doctor Who type thing, or <laughs> Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, JFK's visiting this weekend. Oh, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great, that was great. Do you know about this? What? What was it, like Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about investing into a new company, 
Amazon or Webvan? <laughs> uh, no, it's for those of you who haven't seen, I think we've we've referenced it before. I, I, probably in one of the other episodes with Will and I. Um, it's it's um, Steve Rogers. Um, if if you know at the end of Endgame, he goes back in time to deliver the stones back to where they me- they need to be in you know in the timeline. And as he's doing that, he's living his life with Peggy Carter. No, he delivers the stone. Yeah. and then just lives his life after the end. Right. Yeah. So, but but the whole thing is as he as he well he had to, he had to deliver them where they needed to be. Well, he delivers them, and his last stone he delivers is back in the seventies. So he delivers them all in order no, back be, to her, no, and because then the, stays there and grows up no, with her. No, because the time stone had to go back to um, the supreme master leader there which in was only, current day. Which was well, no, that was five ten years, years before. Right, yeah. so he went there. No, he went all the way back because he only had enough for one more trip. So he went all the way back and then came up. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't time travel multiple times. It was just one trip, and that's why he lived out his life to put the stones where they needed to go. No, because he was supposed to come back in five seconds. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> anyway, point is in this video, this joke. It's it's just like. Um, I no, think they it, had, was, it was called they had, it was called Captain America: Life After Endgame or something like that, and it's just this, this dude who looks nothing like him, but he has this fake blonde hair, and it just shows him having conversations with Peggy, um, and he clearly knows about you know the history Everything. for the past fifty <clears throat> years or whatever. So he's going through it, and she's like, "Oh, look at this! Uh, the president's visiting this weekend with his wife," and he's like, mm, "You know, JFK's assassination," and he's like, "Oh, oh, well." Uh, Oh look! It's uh, I, I I bet you, uh, this is great to see the Munich Olympics and like <laughs> every single thing. 1972. Yeah, and, no. and it's like I'm thinking we should go to go visit New York and go check out this. What do you think of maybe the uh, September the 11th? <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> or um, what was it? She goes, I should probably go get go to this doctor's appointment. She goes, eh, no, no one's ever had you know cancer or anything in my family. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> but every single time he does it, he just shoves food in his mouth. And I'm a little surprised they didn't just make him really fat by the end of it because of all those years of just shoving food in his mouth. But in his it, mouth I would right. have I would have totally capitalized on that. Anyway. And been like, yeah, I made out with your niece. <laughs> She's like, oh, look at my niece. Couldn't you just kiss her? Nope, absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> anyway, as it, but my, my point is, it's interesting seeing here where Jesus knows these big events that are going to happen because he is God, right? Um, you know, as a man, but he's seeing all this stuff play out and he has to, he has to feel it. He has to see it. He has to have that relationship and know what's going to happen to them and allow it to happen and allow it to happen because he can't change things. And that is very much like a, they use this in a lot of time travel movies and in situations like that, where it's like you go back and I mean, we've seen, um, like butterfly effect where it's like certain things had to happen and he couldn't change them. And they had the two different alternate endings, you know, based on which one you liked better. Um, you seen the butterfly effect, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, the cool thing with the butterfly effect, if you look at that is all the blackouts that he had. Right. Was his mind actually going back into his old mind, into his old, kind of like Wolverine in, uh, in days of future past. Same idea. Right. Yeah. But the thing, but the cool thing with that is uh, I, I love that they're taking, the story of Jesus, and we're seeing it almost in that same type of light, right? Which is what makes it so much more exciting for me because I love the time travel aspect of a lot of sci-fi movies, 
And I mean, they even did it in Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, when they had time travel in it. I'm like, oh my god, because you saw you saw old Nimoy, and you're like, yes. That's how they, like, that's how they rebooted it. That's it's exactly how they did it, and it was a fantastic way to do it. Because like, that's not how it's supposed to happen. You're like, oh, it's a different timeline. What an amazing way to make a remake and not like just ditch the old. Right. It was just it was so well done, and that's what that's what kind of drove me to appreciate Star Trek. Yeah, for versus what it was. doing a whole remake, they just did a whole. And then he made it legit by saying, "Hey, you know what? We're just gonna do parallel universe, mm-hmm. like what, like what they did with the ter- the Terminator Genesis and all that stuff. It was like a parallel timeline. You're like, oh, okay. But anyway, we could go off forever about time travel stuff. But in the reality, it's just it's so cool to see somebody who knows what's going to happen because they see the beginning, they know the beginning to the end, and because right. they are God, they are part of the, you know, the Trinity there. Um, well, yeah." So it was just, I think that's really cool, and it's given me that feeling that I get from the sci-fi stuff I enjoy watching. Um, there's never been time travel shown in, in Star Wars, but I'm sure that they'll find a way to work that in at some point at this rate with everything else they've been doing. Some type of time travel would, would definitely somehow get in there. Something with light speed and, I don't know, the Holdo maneuver will somehow connect. But um, I think there hasn't been, though, has there? No, never, not once. That's not their thing, you know. I'm sure. I mean, they probably did some other stuff like that with Star Trek, you know, beyond that movie, in some well, way. Well, did Star yeah. Trek: First Contact, where yeah. he, they travel back in the past. Exactly. They do stuff like that all the time. But anyway, um, yeah. But Jesus is crying for for JTB because he knows what's about to happen. He knows what's going to happen in this whole situation. Just like Jesus cries when he sees the crucifixions. Right. Just like when he's talking to him, he's like, "Well, you know, not a wish." Right. You know, like. <clears throat> He knows. All these things. Yes. Jesus knows. So we get back over to uh, Shmuel, and he's he's talking to some other dude, and they're, t- they're coming up with a plan for how can we overthrow this? How can we get past Nicodemus, who's going to keep on sh- trying to shut us down? And they, and it's funny because they called out what I was saying this entire scene. You've got Shemai, Shimon, Shmuel, oh, yeah. and like all of these things. And it, it was getting very political at this point. And anytime anything gets political, my mind shuts off. And I will say that's one thing that like the the prequel trilogy for Star Wars was all political. Like a lot of it was super political because you've got Padme who's the queen, then she's a senator, and it's all this stuff in the Senate. And I understand they had to get to this point to see a government torn down and, you know, um, the empire taking over and that's how it all got there. But it's like when, when things are too political like that, it's really hard for me to be interested. You know, um, there are certain, there are certain themes in movies that I can get bored of. So I'll be honest. Um, I think I'm finally ready to rewatch the Lord of the Rings movies. You should be Lee, not honest. I know. Right. Honestly. Ooh. Ooh. Honestly. Um, what do you mean? Lord of the Rings. I, I had to take a big, a big long break. It's been about ten years since I've watched any of the Lord of the Rings. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've in passing. For some reason, I watched so many movies that took place in that type of era of knights and kings and horses and this and that and swords and everything. I just got it was just like overkill, you know. I watched way too much of it, and I just it's it's not my thing. Sorry. I love fantasy. I know you do, but for me, it's like it's never really been a huge thing for me. So I had to take a break. Now I'm excited to go read it again, go watch it again, and you know get involved. But I needed to take a good vacation from it. You should watch the extended versions, but start with The Hobbit and watch all six. 
yeah, I will see you in two years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About four hours each. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So those six movies are almost as long as the entire Marvel saga of 21 movies. <clears throat> I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so... um, Yeah, but that's my point. Is like I, I was just kind of getting whatever... It was overkill for me. But when when you see things that are all about political stuff, like my brain just checks out. But they're getting into this whole thing about like, let's split the court. Let's get people against Nicodemus. Let's get more people to, to, to go against him. And I love how this dude just calls him. He's like, you're such a rube. Yeah. <laughs> he calls he goes from him, I'm such a rube. Um, and, and he makes fun of all their names being the same. He says, he's like, he's like, Shemai, Shimon, Shemuel. He's like, dude, we got to come up with some, we need a, variety, a better variety of names here. Why, <laughs> uh, Schmeagle. But we're getting through it. And um, at this point, they're like, okay, they're still, they're trying to figure some more stuff out here. And I'm, I'm surprised they're, they're going this deep. They know he's Jesus of Nazareth. What else do they really need to know about him? They're like, who's his cousin? Let's check the census and see what's all about. Like, what else do you need to know about him? Like, what else are they going to find when they check the, the, check the census? Find out that John's his cousin? Ooh. What is, that means nothing. John's going anyway. So what are they... I, I don't understand what they're trying to get at here. No idea. Um, the whole point is they want to get every... They want to they wanna get this guy imprisoned. Right. You know? Or worse. So... And we know that, you know, again, we're in our time travel hindsight situation. So we get back over. We see Jethro. He's happy to see Mary. And he knows her as Mary. No, he doesn't say her name at all. He did. No, he doesn't. Yes, he did. He didn't say Lilith. He said Mary right off the bat. So I'm I'm very confused. And I'm just like, what is she up to? I don't know. She came in there. She's talking to him. But you can tell she's off. Oh, yeah. she's twisted. She's, she's very off at this point. That last encounter I think something reattached I think something reattached and connected again maybe I, I think I think it's a split situation a split situation hmm okay we'll see the, the movie split yeah no I, I understand exactly what you're saying not the one with the bowling girl because that was a horrible mistake the, I didn't explain that to you when I sat and watched a movie called Split for 50 minutes before I realized this is not the M. Night Shyamalan movie that I thought it was. It was about this girl who liked a guy and she was a bowler. It was called Split, you know, like 710 Split. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, I know this movie's about like multiple personalities. I'm like, is this all going on in somebody's head? When are we going to start to see uh, James McAvoy? Like, when is this going to happen? Like, I see nothing here that like, makes... Isn't he one of the main characters? I'm like, yeah, shouldn't he show... Wait a second... <laughs> This definitely, it doesn't even seem like an M. Night Shyamalan film. Like, man, he really changed his style. I sat there for over 50 minutes watching this, and I was so mad. I think I called up Aaron. I'm just like, Aaron, is there any bowling in the movie Split? And he's like, huh? And I'm like, the, the Shyamalan film we were talking about. He goes, I don't think anybody bowls in it. <sighs> well, that's what I get for, for <laughs> downloading the wrong movie. <laughs> I've always had, to be honest, I've always had that fear of going to the movie theaters and paying for a movie. And I, I, so many times I sit and I watch the previews and I'm like, because each pre all the previews are like half an hour long. Right. And I'm like, I watch the previews and then the movie starts and it's not the movie I paid for. Mm. And you realize you missed half of the movie you wanted to see. Because I'm already half an hour <laughs> in. I'm like, well, now what do I do? <laughs> I'll never forget my, um, years ago, this was my aunt's idea. I mean, I was probably like, 
geez, whenever it came out, um, we saw a movie. Good for you. I, I, I'm trying to remember what movie we actually saw, but after the movie was over, my aunt's like, hey, let's go over here. And we left one theater and went to the next one, <laughs> and it was Man on the Moon. Jim Carrey's Man on the Jim Moon? Jim Carrey's Man on the Moon. That was a fantastic movie, by the so way. So the, the movie about Andy Kaufman, yeah. which is rated R, and there was some dialogue in there and some nudity in there. Was there nudity in it? Slightly. I don't remember. Um, but I remember there was because I'm like an 11-year-old kid in the theaters with my cousin and my aunt being brought in to see Man on the Moon. And the reason she brought us in there was because she thought it was Galaxy Quest. She saw Man on the Moon. She goes, oh, that must be that Tim Allen movie with the space people. Nope. <laughs> my aunt is not a blonde, but she's she is. <laughs> uh, that, I, thought he per- funny. I thought he portrayed him beautifully in oh, that yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, he did a great job. He did a great job. Because um, they used a lot of the original actors from those shows in even, that movie. Even Jerry Jerry the King Lawler was in there yeah. as, as himself. And yeah. it was like, oh, that's so cool. Even when they were playing on, when they were doing the, sh- uh, the show for Taxi. Yep. A lot of the oh, same yeah, actors Oh, yeah, Christopher from, Lloyd and everything. They were all it in was, it. It was awesome. The only person they really changed out was, because he's dead. Well, they... Is he, though? He's on the moon. Is he? No, that's where Steve Rogers is. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I think about. Isn't he up there on the moon? He's hanging out on the moon with sword. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we we get back over to this other scene where you got you get Simon who's like, Simon's like Mr. Social Man. He's introducing everybody to Simon the Zealot. Like, this is the first time he's been so welcoming to somebody new coming. He's like, hey, this is so-and-so, and here's so-and-so. He's like, hey, Simon, come over here. He's like, yeah, he's that's like, the same name. This, this is, is so Thomas. Cool. Hi, I'm Simon. Yeah. This is so-and-so. Hi, I'm Simon. This is Rayma. No, you can stop now. <laughs> you don't need to do <laughs> well, they he goes know. Over there, He's like, this is Nathaniel. And it just don't mind him. He says the first thing that comes to his mind. <laughs> like, whatever, he, whatever comes to his head, he's going to say it out loud. And he's introducing everybody and their little quirks about them, you know? And I thought that was funny. But then he gets like, wait, that's that's one girl. Where, where's Mary? Um, and this is where you see Jesus actually pre- practicing his sermon. Yes. So he's over there working on the sermon by the river, and um, he's talking to Simon, regular Simon, and he's like going over here. He's like, don't make me take Matthew. He's like, nope, you're taking Matthew. <laughs> Simon Z and Simon P. Simon P. Okay. Simon Peter. Simon P. Yep. So... <laughs> like um, maybe she went back to Jericho. You think she would have gone back to Jericho? Maybe. Why don't you go look for her so we know that she's, you know, they would be looking in Jericho then. I love it. So and bring Matthew with you. Yeah, but no. did, didn't he, didn't he say in the beginning like don't make me bring Matthew? And he goes yes, bring Matthew. Like did he did he just no? Walk he says into it? and bring Matthew. With you. He goes no, don't make me bring Matthew. He says it first and then he goes no, don't make me do that. And he goes yeah. why don't you get Matthew? Yeah, like it'll be good for you. Yeah. <laughs> And Matthew's, oh, because Matthew pops up, he's like, I'll go. Like, are you spying on me again? What are you doing? Like, hiding in the bushes. Um, he's still one of my favorite characters. So, but the cool thing here is, like, he says to Matt, Jesus says to Matthew, he's like, hey, what was that verse that you were going over? So in Matthew 4.24, when they were walking back and forth, he was walking with um, Philip. Right. We barely saw in this episode. Um, I mean, we barely saw a lot of people. Um and he was going, he's like, you know, if I'm down here, you are there. If I'm here, you're there. It was always about, like, God is always there. God is always there with you. He's, he's always like, there remember strengthening that you. So he go. says that. He's like, keep that verse in your thoughts, you know? And he's like, come on, let's go find Mary. And that's pretty much, like, the chosen, the end. I'm like, ah, oh, 
No. <laughs> this I want to know. This is one of the biggest cliffhangers yet. Oh, yeah, because we have no idea what she's doing. No clue. So I was, I'm, I'm just, I was really shocked that they did it the way they did what it. What would be phenomenal? Would be, be a movie with John Travolta where he has a brain tumor and everybody thinks that he's got, you know, special That's powers. Phenomenon. Um, <laughs> but if phenomenon, yeah, <laughs> episode six went in a completely different direction, and they held off the whole thing with Mary until episode seven. That would be horrible. It'd be awful. Well, you know what they would do is they would they would focus on like John and, and Big James instead for like a whole episode. I mean, if, be, imagine like, going they're, now they're gonna follow they're gonna follow um They should call they should do that and call the episode Thunder Buddies for Life. Thunder Buddies. <laughs> so bad. Thunder Buddies but, like, for life. Episode right, John? six they start focusing on uh JTB and they still kinda hint to Mary a little bit. That and would then be a nightmare. And then episode seven conclude what's going on with Mary and kind of hold us over. No, they'll wait till they'll wait till episode eight. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they did that. Like when they did season one, they they went down a path and then they went down with the kids episode. Mm-hmm. And then they went back into the story again. Right. And I'm hoping they don't do that. I mean, I, they they're really they're really leading us along, and we don't know how long it's going to take until the new episode comes out. So I really I really hope they don't do it. But if they do it, they're going to be just like everybody else who strings us along forever. Um, but that's, I think that's the issue with, um, okay, the thing about this show, the show has not disappointed me, really. Not there haven't been parts that have disappointed me. But then you've got shows that are Last that are week huge. I had one episode, one part that bothered well, me. Well, yeah, but <clears throat> I, I think. Oh! <laughs> oh! <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> um, as opposed so to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the shows that are popular today, you know, worldly shows that are out there, like The Walking Dead, for example, they take a story that could have been told in one episode and they stretch it out among six episodes. Right. And how they do that is because they keep on saying, hey, I know we were just setting you up here, but we're going to follow these two people for two episodes instead. And I'm like, oh, my God, just. Don't just finish uh, this. Uh. That's why stuff like WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, they do them. And you're going to start seeing more of these short miniseries than you are. People are getting sick of the eight. Like you get eight, nine seasons of Walking Dead and people are getting bored of it now. Because it's I, the same thing over and over. Well. Over. Over. Well, now, yes, it is now. The thing is. I mean, we can get into The Walking Dead, and I think we've talked about this before, is The Walking Dead started off as a zombie show. It was phenomenal when it, it was, first started. It was amazing. I So I was big. I was just getting into, I think, the a year or two before the show was, was first came out, I was getting into, like, zombie films. I actually yeah. did, like, a short zombie film in, in college. 28 and days later, 28 weeks later. Yeah. Um, the, what's her name? Alice in... Oh, um, all Resident, Resident Evil. Evils. Yeah, I mean, all different types of zombies. You had the crazies, you had this, that, and everything. Night of Living Dead. Well, all the different versions of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was really cool because you can make a movie like that on a, on a tiny, super simple budget. And then you've got like Evil Dead, which is a very different thing. It's like a possession zombie thing. You know who whatever. did a great job with that on a small budget? Was, um, what was the movie? Where it was actually it was a zombie, it was a zombie movie, but they were basically 
they had a virus inside of them. Uh huh. And they were they were they were locked in a house. That's Night of the Living Dead. No, no, no. It was newer. One was done in an airport, and one was done in a, there was two movies. <clears throat> oh. Um, quarantine. Oh yeah, I didn't see those ones. Quarantine. Basically, they're quarantined in a house, and one person has this virus, and they're not. They don't die and come back to life, but they basically take on the, mm. you know, the, 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 the feeling of a zombie. Mm-hmm. And when they attack you, you be, you get the virus. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later, you, the virus eats at you. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't, it wasn't a huge, it was done in the house. Right. It wasn't a huge budget. No, it was super simple. And it was done. Yeah. And it was a great movie. But, but the thing, <clears throat> so what I'm getting at with it is they started off with this show that was really cool and it was it was kind of it wasn't so soap opera-y in the very beginning but it, it started getting like that but Walking Dead? yeah Walking Dead it, but it was really cool because it started getting into like this is it was it was very well done the way this the first episode was amazing oh yeah you know the whole first season was great they started getting into it once they once they um, I, I want to say just after the governor they got to the, they got to the village yeah, start going downhill. It, once they yeah, once they got to the village, it was just like because up until that point, when it, when main characters died, you were like, oh. right, like it when was the huge. father, oh Herschel, oh oh, when he gets beheaded, was, oh yeah, you're like, oh. yeah, it oh it was crazy, um, but then but then when they got to the point where with Glenn. With the eyeballs and stuff like that, like I was, he got his head bashed in, dude. I was pretty much checked out before that. The thing is, so anyway, the whole thing about this is the show just it got to a point where it was no longer a show that they started with, which was a show about people living in a post-apocalyptic type situation where it's like there are zombies, we don't know why, what's happening here. Oh, they're fighting other people, and zombies are just in the background. Yes. So the way I the way I've I've explained it is it it went away from zombies being the threat to zombies. Basically being like it's a world where you're just fighting against other people and there happen to be these alligators on the streets. Right. Because it's just these slow things that could hurt you if they catch you. But you can just walk past them because they're alligators just walking around on the street. Okay. Avoid them and you're good. Right. So it's like it's just normal for them. It's not this shock and awe like crazy thing and that's why you can't extend a show like this much longer. So they're like, "You know what? Let's let's spice it up and make Fear the Walking Dead, which is how it started, like in between stuff, like before he like while he was in the coma. This is how things started off. It's like, yeah, that could be cool, but I'm not really interested in a whole new group of people and like if you watched yeah. like the Resident Evil films, yeah, those are interesting. There, but what I like about that is when she actually, because she actually ends up losing her powers in that movie, uh, towards the end. Powers. Well, her <laughs> her abilities, because mm-hmm. she's genetically modified spliced, or something. Yeah. yeah. She gives she she actually gets rid of that. And the last movie, when she gets rid of that, she fights her last battle, and then she's done. Right. It's over mm-hmm. because it's like now she doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. We're gonna stop. We're gonna stop because there's no point. Because now she can't survive mm-hmm. the way she did before. Right. Well, I mean, she was like flying through church windows with a motorcycle and guns. And I'm like, what are we watching here? And it's weird because the Resident Evil video games, like the originals, I don't see how they connect 
at all to the movies? Well, to the first two movies they do. Yeah, After that, it kind of just... Well, yeah, because it was the mansion <clears throat> and all that stuff. Yeah, The first movie was fantastic. It was pretty good. I liked that the That was first. a long time ago. And, it a, again, yeah. it was a small budget film. Fairly, for what it was, yeah. Um, yeah, that had like lasers and stuff chopping off stuff too, right? That was kind of like that Cube movie. It was yeah. one where she has to go through the hallway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The, <laughs> what's his name who just gets himself like little blocks <laughs> yeah yeah that is that one okay almost you ever see the movie cube yeah, that was there was that one talking about low budget b movie but anyway i mean that's way far off from what we're talking here i don't recommend anybody watch any of these movies um especially if you're listening to us talk about the chosen but the point is you know you can take a show that starts off great and then just kill it and you know you can drag things on so much and then say okay how can we keep milking this because so many people like it and you're just ruining the story there's a certain point where you have to hang it up and say hey as a producer director team let's come up with something else let's come up with something new and what they should have probably done was canned the whole walking dead story and then done fear the walking dead and worked with that and gone a different direction with it to show some more stuff and then show people branch off you know they go into the walking dead because that would have been a little bit more exciting but the thing is right i'm I'm just tired of seeing people just fight against people for resources as they're doing fear the walking dead kind of bring in some of the walking dead scenes into it right that would be a great way to do it of the show right but the fact that they they've been going on this long it's not entertaining anymore and i think a lot of the people who i've known that did stick with it for longer um have given up too like nobody cares you know dotson dotson i got dotson here see nobody cares (laughs) but anyway (laughs) my point is that's a hint (laughs) um yeah, the, the point is, I don't want to see this show do that, but I don't think it will. You know, they know where they want to go with it. We know where they're going to go with it. That's the thing is, they're, they're, <laughs> there's an ending. There is an ending. But <clears throat> but the point is, like, where do we think this is, is going to go? Are we going to go up to, are we going to get up to act? You know, are we going to go past Jesus? At least 50 days. Yeah. I mean, are we going to go past that? Are we going to, are we going to get into... You know, Paul and Acts and any of that stuff? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Because the, the way this is moving forward, you know, John uh, JTB over here is saying, hurry up and do stuff. And I'm going, take your time because this is great. <laughs> right. Don't go too quick because you're going to run out of content in eight seasons. You know, like you're only in season two and you're already casting out Legion. So Twice. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing where they go. That's That's the big thing. I just don't want to see them go down a, uh, another path where they start to lose it. But so far, they're they're adding in new elements to every episode so far this season. Like you said, different directing styles, photography styles. It's it's getting it's getting more creative. But I hope they don't keep going too far off a deep end where it, it becomes their gimmick. Hey, right. we're gonna change this so much that you have no idea what's going on. I mean, the, the best thing I can compare that to is. Um, Arrested Development was a was a hilarious show. Once they got into the last season and a half, you're like, "What's going on? I don't even understand what these characters' motives are anymore." Like right. it's just it just got so confusing. And the way they did the last season, 
they didn't do it in this like linear thing. They would focus on one person and then they would try to explain in the next episode. Now, while this was happening, all these things were happening to this one person. I'm like, oh no, you changed your whole feel for how you do this show because Netflix took over right. and so it they, was a nightmare. And they did Saw. They did that with Saw. They, they bounced around way too much and then tried to connect it all at the same time. Yeah, it was... Too confusing. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't do that. Leave us on the edge of our seats, but don't make it confusing. Right. <clears throat> I mean, some people... There's a difference between um, adding suspense, making right. it making it artistic, and then just making it straight up confusing. Right. Like, don't try to confuse the audience, but don't but don't spoon feed them either. Right. You know, there, you have to. It's it's again. There's that whole thing about black and white. You know, there has to be a middle ground that you will find when you're when you're making things, and you have to be sensitive to it. I'm the middle ground. <laughs> Congratulations, Chuck. Hey. You guys are black and white. That's right. And you are 50 shades of gray. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening to our mindless ramblings and a little bit of The Chosen. Um, <laughs> I will say this has probably been one of my favorite episodes so far. <laughs> you I, I say it I, every I, single time. It gets better and better. Yep. Um, I love there's so much to this episode. Mm. Again, character depth, but with different characters this time. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love what's happening. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if you want to know, you could read the book. (laughs) Which one? There's four of them. (laughs) It's called the Bible. Well, there's four books. In the Bible, well, the Gospels that kind of go along with this, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, they're in there. You can read Matthew, the big Mark, book. Luke, and John. <laughs> yeah, Which John, John, John Paul, George, and Ringo? <laughs> Was that Sister Act? Like, name the name for the apostles: John, Paul, George, and Ringo. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thanks, guys, for for uh, for listening in. Um, we welcome you to check out the Chosen. Um, or, you know, really anything that we're talking about. Um, tell your friends about what we're doing here. Um, subscribe, like us. You can check us out on Google Podcasts or Spotify or this or that or Podbean or Amazon. A- any place you can find a podcast, we're pretty much up there. So let Just your friends keep it, know. Keep an ear out for some um, for some uh, movies from the past. Yeah, some throwbacks. Um what do we have? Oh, yeah, we have a ton of throwbacks, actually. They're going to be coming out at some point. Plus, uh, Will and I will be hopping on to Loki, which will oh, be coming out in wait. a few weeks. Oh, I can't wait for Loki. You're going to have to because we don't have time travel yet. But he does. He's got the TVA going on. I love it whenever there. I say I can't wait. Like, you have to. It's a figure of speech. Yeah. And? I can't wait. Yes, you can. No, you're going to. I'm gonna have to. I know. I, it's never mind. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>